Good evening. It's good to see everyone here tonight. It's, it's great to be able to worship with uh, fellow Christian brothers and sisters and come together and, and sing those songs of praise and, and study from God's Word together. And it, it's just good to see everyone out tonight. Uh, let me make a couple announcements before we get started. Uh, one, we've, we've talked a lot about the, uh, the Summer Youth Series. It's going to be Thursday night. Uh, there's a big sign out that says, Help. And uh, that's because this past Thursday, there were about 225 people there. Uh, there could be anywhere between two and 300 people. So we need a lot of, a lot of food, a lot of drinks. Um, so if you can bring canned drinks, chips, uh, desserts, we're going to try to provide uh, Subway sandwiches as the main course. But if you can sign up and help, uh, we need help to clean up and set up too. So please sign up if you can help in any way on Thursday. Uh, also, you can bring the food by early, the drinks um, early. You can bring them Wednesday night, uh, whenever. We can you know, set them up down in the kitchen downstairs or wherever. So please help out if you can. Uh, contribute to that cause. Uh, also, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the thing for Kevin tonight. Make sure if you can, you stick around. Uh, we're going to have a, a going away party for Kevin. Kevin Turberville, if, if you haven't uh, been around him this summer, he has done a, a wonderful job, and uh, I'm thankful that he was able to come our way and thankful to our elders uh, for bringing Kevin in and, and letting him work with our young people. Uh, Kevin's worked hard this summer. We've been on two mission trips. I had a vacation Bible school, make me a servant week, summer camp. Uh, I don't really feel like I know which direction I'm going right now, but uh, to, to help out in everything. So I thank him. Make sure you tell him how much we appreciate him uh, at some point. And uh, we're just blessed to have men come in for the summer and uh, be a part of the, the youth program. Uh, also, thanks to all the parents who've helped out this summer. Uh, you have helped out uh, tremendously, and I couldn't uh, stand here today without you, I promise. Um, Tonight's theme is, is back to school, and, and we're focusing on uh, a lot of our uh, young people going back to school, you know, uh, generally two reactions to that, depending on if you're a parent or a teacher, semester, you're either, I think I'm declaring it a this year, but uh, it is a great day for some, a scary day for some. Uh, I remember being in elementary school, I was ever too happy about the first day of school. You know, because for me that meant the uh, wiffle ball games in the yard and kickball and you know, stuff and, and, the, the, and the going to bed early and, and doing homework at night and, you know, all that nasty stuff. And uh, I just remember elementary school, I, was always, I always hated it. But as I got older, I know enjoy the, the first day because you got to see all your old friends and see the new haircuts new cars, new clothes, you know, ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, you know, all that good stuff. And it was always exciting to see what had happened over the summer uh, to, to those people you hadn't seen. But uh, so tomorrow's an exciting day, and um, with that in mind, I wanted to talk about this topic. And even if you're not going back to school, if, you, if, you're, uh, if you've never, you know, set foot in a classroom since you got done, uh, this lesson is still applicable uh, to you, uh, just apply it to your work. 
Colossians 1.10, you know, you can, you can tell a lot about a person by the way they walk. Um, we talked about this in class recently. You know, you can tell if a person's got their, you know, shoulders reared back and their, their head up and they're looking you in the eye, looking whoever in the eye, you know, they're confident in themselves, they feel good about themselves, you know, you, you can tell that. You can tell if, if someone walks looking down, avoids eye contact, and maybe they're not uh, too confident in themselves. Um, you know, you can tell a lot about, um, you know, especially young people, uh, by the clothes they wear. Sometimes you can tell, uh, you know, by, you know, the way a person wears their hair um, or if they just, you know, haven't shaved all summer, you know. But you can tell kind of things about people, um, you know, by the way they appear. Well, Colossians 1.10 uh, talks about the way we walk. And if you got your Bible, Colossians 1.10 says, So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Tonight, I kind of want to focus on that, looking at that first part where it talks about walking worthy, uh, walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. And I also really want to focus on 1 Timothy 4.12. One of my favorite verses, and, and you know, especially for the young people, 1 Timothy 4.12 says this. It says, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but be an example, or but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example to those who believe, of those who believe. 1 Timothy 4.12. That's going to kind of be the, the verse that we focus on tonight. And I want you to think about whether you're going back to school tomorrow or whether you're going back to work tomorrow, wherever you're going, I want you to think about your influence. I want you to think about what kind of impact that you're having on the people that you're around every day. You know, what kind of influence are you having on your friends? What kind of influence are you having on your classmates? What kind of influence are you having on the people you work with? And as this verse talks about, I just want to look at the, the different things. You know, and, and first, young people, it says, let no one look down on your youthfulness. You know, I, I was studying David and Goliath this past week, and, and in, when, when David decided that he was going to go fight Goliath, he went and told King Saul, and he said, you know, he told King Saul that he was about to go fight him, and he was ready to fight Goliath. And, and Saul said in 1 Samuel 17, 33, he told David, you are not able to go against this, this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. You know, there's always this perception that, you know, you can't do a whole lot when you're young. You know, you wait till you get old, you, you know, you pay your dues, you, you know, speak when spoken to, and just kind of float along. But young people can have a tremendous influence on other young people. You know, it, it's, it's that age where a lot of us are, are forming ideas and, and where we're, uh, you know, finding out about our personality and, and finding out what we believe. And, and I think our young people can have a tremendous influence on, on the classmates that they go to school with every day. So let's look at it. It says, let no one look down on your, yourself, or let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech be an example. How, do we be an, how are we an example in speech? How should our speech be? If you got your Bible, Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29 talks about the way that uh, Christians should talk. Ephesians 4, verse 29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. What, what kind of things do we need to be saying? 
you know? The things that, that we should say, if we're going to have a positive influence, if we're going to have, you know, a positive impact on someone, we need to be trying to build people up. We need to be trying to encourage people every time we talk to them, you know? Um, a lot of times it, it seems popular, uh, you know, for teens and, and young people uh, to break other people down, to tear people down and, you know, make fun of people if they're different than you, you know? And, and this is probably one of my greatest frustrations um, in youth ministry and I guess in life is, uh, you know, people trying to tear other people down. As Christians, we need to be trying to lift each other up and encouraging one another. Um, you know, how else can our speech be an example? Well, we need to, to be honest with people. Uh, the things we, we say, people need to be able to know they can take our word. Uh, we don't need to gossip about people, talk behind their back. Um, seems to be a problem with a lot of people. Um, but, you know, but our speech needs to be positive, needs to encourage those people around us. You know, when I think about this, I think about a guy I went to school with named Enoch. And Enoch was a guy uh, that I, I met when I got to college. And I, I always loved Enoch because, you know, when I got to school, I didn't really know a whole lot of people. Uh, I knew my roommate and my best friend, but I didn't really know a lot of people. And Enoch was one of those guys that every time you saw him, you know, he, was, he had a smile on his face. And every time you saw him, he had a good word for you, and he'd encourage you. And I always liked that about him and, and respected it because, you know, things might not be going good, but, man, I'd run into Enoch, and he'd say something, uh, and I'd leave feeling good. He'd, he'd encourage me every time I saw him. You know, and I think as Christians, we should all be like that. You know, uh, if, you're, if you go to school, how, how do people at school see you? Are you somebody that people want to talk to? Or are you someone that, that people avoid, you know, in your day-to-day life? Um, let our words be, be edifying and build people up and not tearing people down. So first, in 1 Timothy 4.12, we're told to be an example in our speech. Secondly, we're told to be an example in our conduct. You know, there's an old figure of speech uh, that I've always liked, and that's actions speak louder than words. You know, no matter how much we say, a lot of times our actions are going to make more of an impact on people, and, and how people see us act is going to influence what they think of us. Uh, James 1.22 says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. James 2.17 says, Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead. You know, uh, what are our actions say to other people? Do people see us and, and see us as someone who is imitating uh, Jesus Christ? Do they see us as a, as a positive influence? How do people see you? What, what does your conduct show you? As I was thinking about this, I remembered a story back when I was in seventh grade. And I, I was in, in school with a girl named Curry Muse. And, and Curry was, you know, a girl I'd, I'd been to school with her pretty much from kindergarten. And, and she was always nice and everything. But I remember in, in seventh grade, we were sitting there before class. I think there was a few minutes there before people came in. And, and, uh, and Curry took a Bible out of her backpack and opened it up on her desk and was just sitting there reading her Bible. And I remember I was behind her and I remember thinking, you know, I went, I went to a public school my whole life and I remember thinking, you know, what's she doing with a Bible at school? You know, she, she's sitting there, you know, reading her Bible, you know, and I just, it, to me, it, it, I don't know, as a seventh grader, it just seemed weird, you know, it's like church was over here and school was over here, you know, but, but when I saw her do that, 
you know, it, it really made an impression on me. Um, I don't remember a lot of things we did in seventh grade, but I remember, uh, you know, that day that she pulled her Bible out. And it wasn't a thing where she said, hey, everybody, look at me. I've got a Bible. I'm reading it. I'm better than y'all. Uh, it was a thing where she was quietly reading her Bible uh, at her desk. And, you know, from, from that point on, uh, I went to school with her all through high school, and I always, you know, watched her, and I always noticed that she was a good example, that she was somebody that was, that was humble, that was uh, kind to everybody. You know, and, and that day made an, made an impact on me. Uh, you know, and how does your conduct, you know, what does your conduct say to other people? You know, people that don't know you uh, at school or, or people that don't know you well at work. You know, how do they, how do they see you? How do you act? Um, what kind of impression are you making? So we need to, as Christians, we need to be an example uh, at our schools and everywhere we go in our speech, in our conduct. And next it says, be an example in love. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. John 15, 12 said, this is my commandment. Jesus said that you love one another just as I have loved you. The first song we sang tonight was, was the greatest command. Where Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You know, and the second, second greatest command was love your neighbor as yourself. As Christians, we need to be loving uh, everyone else. And at, at school, um, you know, we need to, to show Jesus' love to everybody we come across. You know, and sometimes that's hard at school because, uh, you know, there's some interesting characters uh, in our schools today. And I guess there always have been. But we need to, to show Christ's love. You know, and as I thought about that today, I was thinking, you know, think about when you were in school or... You know, if you're in school now, if you used to, you know, long, whenever you were in school, think about how it was. You know, and think about how hard is it to love the, the prom queen, you know? How, long, how hard is it, maybe for some of you girls it's hard, but how, if, how hard is it for you to love, you know, the quarterback of the football team, you know? How hard is it for you to love, you know, maybe you didn't like him either, but, you know, how hard is it to, to love the you know, those popular people, you know, the, the people that everybody thinks, oh, you know, they're the greatest, you know. How hard is it to love those people? I want to challenge you, if you're going back to school tomorrow, if, you know, if you're still in school, I want to challenge you. And, and even if you're going to work, we need to, as Christians, we need to love the unlovable. And we need to love the unloved. I guarantee you that everybody in here, if you've ever been in school, and there's somebody that you come across, that you came across in your past. There's somebody that you know of that is not getting any love. Somebody that, that everybody stays away from. You know? Think about, think about that person um, in your school that, that, you know, nobody would eat with. You know, nobody would talk to. Everybody made fun of. You know? Um, those are the people that we as Christians... If we're going to be like Jesus Christ, those are the people that, that we need to love. Those are the people that, that we need to be kind to. Um, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about when I was in school, there was a guy named, named John Paul. 
You know, it wasn't, wasn't the Pope, and it wasn't John Paul Jones, um, but, but his name was John Paul, and uh, he came in my senior year. He was a freshman in high school, and um, he was, I don't know, he was just John Paul. And uh, I remember seeing him, you know, he'd, he'd eat by himself, and uh, I remember the, the table I sat out, for some reason I kind of sat at a rowdy table. I don't know why, I was trying to be a good influence. And uh, the table I, I sat at, we would kind of grow every day, you know, like, you know, you know, people would add on. And so we just kind of started moving down. You know, we'd have these long tables, you know. And so eventually we kind of got into John Paul's territory. You know, he was down here kind of by himself. And we kind of merged with John Paul. And I remember, you know, a lot of people messed with John Paul. And a lot of people picked on him. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't a popular kid. Um, you know, Paul, John Paul would have been content to sit there and eat by himself and have nobody say a word to him. He would have been happy, you know. But, but I remember um, some of those guys, you know, at our table would kind of mess with John Paul. You know, and towards the end, of, towards, as the semester went on, I remember we all uh, kind of took him under our wing. And we, you know, we got to be friends with him. And we'd, you know, stand up for him when other people tried to, try to make fun of him. But, you know, how many people... How many people did, did we not take up for, you know? Um, and, and those of you that are, that are in school now, you know, if we're going to be like Jesus Christ, we've got to love those people that everybody else doesn't love. That's who needs the encouragement. That's who needs us to be a Christian to. And I just want to encourage you because I know, um, you know, I really enjoyed high school. I really enjoyed most of my school years. But, you know, sometimes I, I, I wonder... You know, if I could have, you know, been a better influence, if I could have uh, encouraged someone better, you know, and I know all of us uh, think about that sometimes. You know, what if, is there somebody I could have, you know, said something to to encourage them, you know, but I didn't because I was afraid or whatever. Um, we got we to gotta stand up for people. Think about Jesus Christ. What kind of people did Jesus love? You know, did Jesus love the most popular people, the best-looking people? You know, in the Bible, there's countless stories of, of Jesus loving people that nobody else loved. You know, he would, he would heal anyone who came to him, and he would, he would, he would treat uh, everyone that came to him uh, with respect and, and, you know, and love them. And that's what he wanted us to do. You know, and so um, we need to love everyone. So tonight, you know, we think about being an example in speech and conduct and love. Uh, and next, 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Be an example in faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. You know, at school, at work, we need to, our faith should be uh, obvious, you know. Uh, people should, you know, and it's not something that we should flaunt, but, um, you know, our convictions and our, our beliefs should, should be obvious to those who see us and the way that we act. You know, if we, our faith should, should be an example uh, to those around us. You know, um, and, it, and at school, you know, if, if you've got faith in God, and if you trust in Him, then you're going to stand up for what you believe in. You're going to do the right thing. You know, and that goes for the, the workplace as well. Um, so 1 Timothy 4.12 
tells us we need to be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith. And the last one is in purity. In purity. And you know, this is something for all of us, but I especially encourage uh, those that are going to school, especially those going to middle school, those going into high school. Uh, think about this. We need to be an example in purity. You know, what, what does that mean? Well, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18 and 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 and 19 says, Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? I want to encourage y'all as you go back to school to remember whose you are. Remember that, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is a temple of God. And that, that we need to be an example in purity. And in in those things that, you know, uh, you know, the world tells us it's okay to, you know, it's okay to get drunk, it's okay to smoke whatever you want to, it's okay to, to sleep around, uh, you know, doesn't matter if you're married, you can sleep with whoever you want. Well, that's not what God teaches us. And God teaches us that, that our body is a temple and that we got to take care of that. No, I, I want to encourage you all to do that. Sometimes you think about when you're in high school and, and you think about uh, the girls that were popular in high school, you know, and the guys that were popular, you know, and, and sometimes in, in high school, you know, everybody, you know, you talk about, Everybody, uh, you know, wanted to date that girl that, you know, slept around with everybody, you know, and, and you know, later on, I mean, who, who wants to marry a girl like that? Nobody. I, I remember hearing a guy, uh, he got up with uh, a six-pack of, of Cokes, and he asked the audience, he said, he said, uh, raise your, you know, whoever, who wants a drink, you know, and, and uh, six guys, you know, come forward. And uh, one of the drinks was empty. And all the guys take the drinks, you know, well, the one that's empty is sitting there. You know, and somebody else comes for the audience, starts to take it, you know, and, it, and it's empty. And everybody put it back. And his message was this. He said, do you want a drink, you know, that's never been opened? Do you want a drink that's, you know, nobody's messed with? Or do you want a drink that's been passed around and everybody's had a drink of it? Which kind of drink do you want? And if you think about that and you think about purity, what kind of person do you want to marry? You know, what kind of, what kind of girl, what kind of guy do you want to be with? you want to be with a, a girl that's been with every other guy at school? Is that the kind of girl that you want to marry? Or, or you know, guys the same way. Um, and I want to encourage you because, uh, you know, at school sometimes people say that's the, you know, that's the thing to do. And, you know... All this stuff uh, the world tries to convince us is right. But we've got to be convicted. We've got to make up our minds as Christians that we're not going to do those kind of things. And whether you're a preteen or teenager, you've got to make up your mind, I'm not going to do those things. You know? And it goes for us as adults. You know, the temptations are still there as, as we go on. You know? um, it's, it, it gets harder every day, but we've got to continue to say no to those things. Tonight, you know, we've looked at 1 Timothy 
And, and I want to encourage you, uh, those of you going back to school, think of this as, as a positive thing. Be an example in the speech, in the way you talk. Be an example in your conduct. Be an example in the love that you show others. Uh, be an example in faith that you have. And be an example in your purity. You know, people, you can fool some people, but most of the time the people you go to school with every day, they know what kind of person you really are. People you work with every day, they see what kind of person you are, you know? And, uh, you know, our example uh, is important. I want to leave you with something. This, this is what I want to, my last words of encouragement tonight. I want you to think about this. When I was little, I used to love uh, going to elementary school because I get to, I didn't love going, but I'd like to go because I get to ride with my dad sometimes. My dad and mom would take us to school sometimes when we were real little. And, uh, or if we missed the bus, you know, Dad would have to take us to school um, later on. But, you know, our elementary school was a couple blocks from home. And I remember my dad, he wasn't a, a preacher, uh, you know, technically, but uh, he preached a lot of sermons to us. And uh, I remember my dad, you know, every day on the way to school, you know, my dad was just, he's always preaching a sermon to me, you know, he's just kind of whatever's on his head. And uh, so he would preach these things and give it, you know, he'd be given all the advice he could get before you know, we got to school, and I, I got out and ran away, ran to class. But, uh, you know, Dad would always say these things, and there were always some things that he would repeat a lot, you know. And I remember two things that he said to me more than anything uh, on the way to school. One thing was always, do your best. He'd say, son, he'd say, I don't care if you make straight A's if you do your best. You know, I don't care if you make the team if you do your best. I don't care if you, you know, have any girlfriends if you do your best, you know. It, it, but it was always about effort, and it was about, you know, what, what was I given? If I was given my best, then that was enough for he and my mom, you know. And I, I think about that and think about us as Christians, you know. Are we giving our best for God? You know, as we go to school, as we go to work, are we giving our best? And then the other thing he would say is he would always say, uh, quote one of his favorite books. Some of you have probably read it. Uh, he'd say, son, he'd say, speak a good word for Jesus today. You know, he'd say that all the time. And, and I think about that, you know, and that's something that we need to think of as we go out in the world, as we go to school. Speak a good word for Jesus, you know, through our actions, through the way we carry ourselves. What are we saying to the world, you know? Are we, are we showing them the love of Christ? We're showing them the attitude of Christ, or are we, you know, not? Tonight, I, I want you to, to think about that. And I want you to think about if, if you have not become a Christian, if, if you've never obeyed God, and you know that uh, you've never, you know, repented of those sins, you haven't confessed that He is the Son of God, and you haven't put Him on in baptism, the Lord's invitation is open to you tonight. And young people and everyone, this is more important than anything you will ever be taught in school, no matter what level. It'll be more important than anything you ever do at work is whether or not you've obeyed the gospel, whether or not you have committed your life to Christ. That's the most important thing in the world. And if you haven't done that, the Lord's invitation is open for you tonight, and I hope that you will. If you, have, if you are a Christian but yet you haven't been the example you need to be. You haven't been the influence that you need to be. And you 
uh, feel you need the needs of uh, the prayers of the church, come tonight and we'll pray with you. We'll pray together and we'll support you and love you um, as, as Christian brothers and sisters should. If you have any need tonight, then come as together we stand and sing.